Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. If you're ever curious about what's going on day to day, week to week, I am over on Instagram, very active in my stories and my IGTVs, not so much in my feed, but I really kind of share the experiences that I'm constantly going through as a mom, as a spiritual entrepreneur, as a working professional medium. What I wanted to share today as part of the podcast episode is I often feel like, though I love the podcast and I do offer as much as I humanly can through this podcast as far as knowledge goes and experiences that I've had in hopes that you will feel normal on your spiritual development journey and your mediumship development journey, but I often feel that my best work, there's just something about being in the energy with other people and teaching people live that just brings out like the most wisdom, the most confidence, the most inspiration through me. It's edited because I want to be sure to honor everybody's privacy. So I hope you enjoy this conversation today. Hello, hello. How's everyone feeling today? I was going to come talk about the evolution of your spiritual beliefs just for a hot minute here. I've been taking a little bit of break for the past couple days, been on the struggle bus a little bit emotionally, mentally. So I'm starting to kind of like start to feel like myself a little bit. So yeah, I think a lot of people have been kind of like feeling what I've been feeling in the past little while around a lot of energy, lots of stuff. I had a really tough weekend, really tough day yesterday. I spent most of yesterday in bed because I was just like not feeling well like mentally, spiritually, physically, and then today still uh, took me, you know, the better part of the morning to really kind of like come pick myself up, spending a lot of time in nature. So just so you know, like, because I work with so many people, like right now, I think I have like 180 clients or something like that. Just know you're not alone. Okay. And like a lot of people are kind of like experiencing this. If you love astrology, it's $100 for a whole year. But Michael Lennox sends out a daily um, like astro newsletter. And he's such a phenomenal writer. I mean, he's written books on dreams and stuff like that. I've had him on a podcast. I mean, today, even like right before I went on to my um, call, I was looking at his newsletter from yesterday and he was talking about this cycle that we're kind of coming out of being from last November. And I can really pinpoint a lot of my struggles that kind of came up for me yesterday as being started in November, actually. So just know you're not alone. A lot of people are kind of feeling it. I know for me, sometimes when I am like feeling like emotionally struggling what my go-to is is to kind of like retreat and withdraw like yesterday I had to cancel a class had to cancel a client this morning but then sometimes what I actually need to kind of get out of that is connection is connecting with people so that's sometimes how come I hop on live with you guys is to kind of like feel that connection and it picks me up a little bit so yeah so one thing I just wanted to talk about very quickly was the evolution of your spiritual beliefs because I have a lot to say on that. And we'll see how it comes through. 
and I'd be interested to see if you guys have experienced very similar things. But my journey to spirituality or like mediumship um, or even having some sort of spiritual beliefs has been when I lost somebody in my family and they were not necessarily a great person. They were not a kind person. They create a lot of trauma to people in their sphere. And I was very curious about what happens to people when they pass away who have that kind of background. I didn't have a strong religious background because I didn't grow up with a religion. I didn't know if there was a, such a thing as hell or is that where people go? Like I was very, very confused and I was only 17 years old and there wasn't a whole lot of resources available to me. I mean, I think the internet was like three years old at this time. <laughs> so there wasn't a whole lot of resources. So what I found in my world was Sylvia Brown and there was actually a book, The Other Side and Back that she wrote that kind of just appeared on my coffee table out of nowhere at a time where I really needed it. I did credit like very dramatically, but I did say like that book saved my life in many ways. I read it in one day. I'm not saying go read it because a lot of her philosophies have been out of date, which is what I'm going to be talking about. Um, but that book at that time pivoted my life in a way that really saved me from a really kind of dark road. So I did put a lot of weight into what she was saying through that book. Um, it was pretty much a Bible to me, to be honest with you. It was the first time I wrote a letter to the universe. It was the first time I really kind of heard the concept of like, you know, angels, um, spirit guides. Like that was all very new concepts to me when I was 17. I did have experience with ghosts and I did become a paranormal investigator. I'm still kind of trying to land on where I fit with all that and where my beliefs are with that in particular, earthbound spirits and all that fun stuff. Sylvia Brown. Total nostalgia, she used to be on Montel Williams. Well, what happened was I became a little bit obsessed, as one does, and I ended up reading all of her books. I read like all 42 of her books that she had at that time, loved every single one of them, and pretty much I put all my weight into everything that she was saying. I believed it as written truth, like literally written truth. And as I started to like move through my 20s, because of course I was 17 when this first started coming to me and I became a paranormal investigator when I was 19 and I did that until I was 23. And because Sylvia Brown said that ghosts exist, I was like, of course they do. You know what I mean? So I was like all in on this. And I was like traveling the world. I was going to Scotland every year. I was staying in like haunted locations. I saw Most Haunted, that TV show. And that's where my spirituality was really at back then. I didn't think too much for myself. I didn't look outside of the box. I didn't dissect some of the spiritual experiences I was having. I just basically leaned into that philosophy that I was taught through her books. And I did, you know, I think at 20, I paid like $500 to go see her live at UBC, University of British Columbia. Me and my dad went together. It was like a lot of fun. So as I started evolving into my mediumship when I was 31, so, you know, 15 years almost had passed by this time. And I started having my own mediumistic experiences. I was very conflicted because they were really, um, they didn't align with what I read when I was younger. And I was very lucky to have an amazing teacher at the time who really pushed us to think for ourselves and to go to spirit with everything because she didn't want us to believe everything that she was saying. She wanted us to kind of question things for ourselves. And so this was kind of the start of my real spiritual evolution was going within, going to my spirit guides, looking at the experience I was having 
from almost like this clean slate. And that was really hard because I had been so, you know, indoctrinated into the beliefs that Sylvia had. She had her own church. I don't know if you guys know that, but Novus Spiritus was a church that she created and funny lineage, like fun fact, Sean Leonard, Aboriginal medium, Sean Leonard was actually the first so he opened the first Nova Spiritus church in Canada. <laughs> I read that in his book and I was like, this is wild. So he was like really involved in um, the Nova Spiritus church, which was Sylvia Brown's church. It was wild. So kind of moving along, um, I started having like spiritual experiences with mediumship that didn't really align with what I read in Sylvia Brown's book, suicides being one of them. Her beliefs on suicides were very harsh. I'm not going to say them because I... I'm not in a space to be able to like hold you guys if, if something comes up for you in this, but you can go read her philosophies on it if you want, but they were really harsh and like really brutal and a tad racist to be honest with you. And when I started doing mediumship and I did connect with a lot of spirits who crossed themselves over because I do have lived experience with that in my life, I started like to question everything. It was actually almost like the floor was falling out from underneath me because I felt like I know nothing. I feel like I know nothing and I'm having to like build and build and start to like think for myself a little bit and discern these experiences myself a little bit. And where I want to go from here is that I started having these experiences that I was trying to understand and I had a teacher who didn't want to give us all the answers, really trying to move us inside into meditation, into self-inquiry about them. And so I felt like I would have like this firm footing on how things happen and why things happen. And then I would have a reading that would counter that belief and challenge it. And then I would feel like I would find my footing. I'd be like, okay, I feel like I know what's going on here. And then I would have another experience that would counter that. And it was very frustrating for me because we want to know everything that's going on and we want to know why things are happening and what's happening and all this different kind of stuff. And what I have found now through being on this path for about nine years, will be almost 10 years later this year, was the beliefs that I hold year after year after year after year continue to evolve and expand. And this is how come like in the initiation and the things that I teach, I often say, you know, this is what I understand at this point of time. Like these are my beliefs based off the experiences I have at this point in time. And permission to grow, permission to evolve, they will probably sound very different in five years as well. Because my experience through mediumship and my experience through working with the public for these past like six years is that the more I go into the experiences that are given to me through this path, more and more of my beliefs continue to be challenged and eventually evolve. But what I have seen is that I have come across a lot of people on my path um, through different teachers and even just like following somebody's body of work for a certain amount of time where some people get really stuck on their beliefs and like there's this like unwillingness to evolve and change with them. I don't know where you guys land with that because in one respect I could see how some people may think like oh you know maybe not standing too firm in a belief or leaving some space to be wrong which may not be seen as you know too sexy or anything like that but what I really want to say around this is you need to be willing to continue to evolve and grow in your spiritual beliefs and have some of the things that you hold really true today 
be challenged and change as you have more experiences as you move along. And that's been one of the most freeing things I've had on my path as a mentor and as a teacher um, is that permission to grow and expand and evolve and change my mind and change my philosophies, change my beliefs based off of the new and fresh experiences off the press. And I'm not sure if you guys have had that experience. I remember too, there's a point in time in my development where three of my mentors within a year of each other all went born again Christian, um, which is pretty, you know, a radical shift from mediumship to something else. And I remember like the feeling of like the floor and the rug being ripped out from underneath me. And I started questioning my own beliefs I'm like, am I on the wrong path? Like, what is happening here? (laughs) It's like the healing work. So many different ways to keep doing it on the journey. Absolutely. You know, one thing I will say about that is like yesterday when I was kind of on the struggle bus, my assistant likes to call it the struggle bus. I'm like, yeah, I was on the struggle bus yesterday without a doubt. And it did make me really sick. It brought through a lot of really physical things like that came up through whatever was kind of like happening and processing going on. And I was surprised that it was actually breath work that brought me out of it because that's not a tool I have in my back pocket all the time. It's not something that I typically do for myself. And it was really kind of eye-opening for me to really start to expand more on things that I bring into my healing journey. I actually brought out my red drum for the first time. You guys haven't seen a picture of it for a couple years because um, red is not my brand. (laughs) And also this identity around like, am I a red drum carrier still? Like, am I still in line with the teachings and the principles behind being a red drum carrier because it's a very spiritual mission to have and because I've been so focused on another area of my development I almost didn't feel worthy of carrying that red drum and so yesterday after I had my beautiful experience coming out of you know some really shadowy stuff that was coming up um I brought up my red drum and I started connecting in with it again. And I'm like, hello, Oakland. It has been a few years, but that's actually what I needed for my healing yesterday. And it's like carried me through today. I woke up with a headache again and um, really trying to like work through a lot of like the emotions that have been coming up over the past few days, uh, month actually, I will say like a month. And so at certain times during certain situations, we will have different healing modalities in our back pocket that will serve us at different times, if that makes sense. I think with that too, it's just been... I think it's easier to think one thing can hold true and like last a lifetime. And like, will we ever get to a place where we will feel that peace and contentment on the spiritual path? Because when we sign up for the spiritual path, we are signing up for a path of evolution and growth. Will I ever get to a point where I'm like, okay, this is enough for this life. I think like I've reached my expansive state at this point in time for this life. Um, But I don't know. I think maybe I would get bored really easy too. And I know that I was really challenged in my faith when Bender died the way that he did. Again, everyone, none of us are making it out of here. It's not like this um, ignorance to grief. It was how he went um, that was really traumatizing for me. And I know that that really challenged my connection with the angels really challenged my connection to spirit and my faith. But I was just talking about this with one of my clients, how, I mean, there's dualities absolutely everywhere. And what's on the other side of faith is like questioning the faith, right? And so 
can we actually experience the fullness of what, what faith feels and looks like for us if we don't have that questioned every once in a while? And last year around summertime, some of you may know some of these like really popular accounts. I'm not going to name names. That's not my game. Um, but there was about four or five people last summer that went born again Christian on Instagram, really big profiles, really big accounts. And then also one of my mentors last year as well kind of went that route. And I kind of ended up having a conversation with spirit around it. And I don't have all the answers. And what they tell me is not the word. But one thing that they did say was oftentimes when people are serving out of integrity, they will be redirected into a different way of being. And I thought that was actually quite beautiful and intelligent because you know, if that is true, and I could look back at some of the things that were going on with some of my mentors around that time, like one of my mentors took me on as a mediumship client for six months. And when I listened to her born again testimonial, she actually had her experience months before she took me on as a client. And I will tell you, I suffered a lot in her container. Every reading I had, every person she had me read for, it was like traumatic. It left me more in despair than feeling empowered. And so I had to look at like, was she actually in her integrity when she took me on as a client? And then I was literally her last client before she went born again Christian very overtly. And so when we think about it, like there's still like this really deep, peaceful connection to God. It's not like a punishment they're like most people who I follow who went really born again Christian are in a very peaceful state. Um, they just can't do any more harm in the public anymore through not serving in their integrity. I'm not saying that's the case for every single person. I'm just saying that through the people who have been in my world, that is one of the things that spirit brought through for me. Um, something to play with. I could see how that could align with some of the people I've personally known and have experienced. And so that's something that's kind of come through. I mean, it made sense to me. It was like a mic drop moment where I was like, whoa, I'm actually dizzy even right now saying it because I'm like, it's not a punishment, you know, they're doing okay. And they're still connected to a higher purpose, a higher being, experiencing peace, just not able to like take tens of thousands of dollars a month from people um, because they have to keep up like lifestyle and stuff like that. Right. So I guess what I really wanted to say as part of um, this live is just giving you permission to change your mind and evolve and have different spiritual experiences that don't necessarily align with your current beliefs and have those beliefs kind of like expand. This is one thing that I said in the initiation, which really landed for some people where I was like, you know, at this point in your development, you are currently formulating your belief system, right? And our beliefs are our choices. Like it's our divine free will, what we choose to believe. Growing up, a lot of my clients grew up with really strict religions and faith that wasn't necessarily their choice, but they came to a point in their adulthood or as they were growing where they had to choose if they were going to sustain that path or not. So they were choosing their beliefs. And so what I hope for all of you is that you will continue to stay open-minded to your experiences. There was an elder that we used to have, Sequalia, who is um, Squamish Nation, and she used to have her all the meetings and she would lay a feather on the table like this. And she would say, it's my eagle feather, and she would say, all of you see this feather from a very different perspective. Some of you are looking at this point, some of you are looking at the tip, some of you are looking at the fullness. 
of all the feather is representing. And it was a really big teaching for us in the meeting setting because it was the corporate world, but it was an indigenous company. And so we incorporated indigenous teachings wherever possible to allow us to be open-minded to seeing different people's perspectives from different perspectives and just being open to that. And what I see a lot nowadays, especially online, are people that are just like so inflexible about the beliefs um, or unwilling to see things from various perspectives to really kind of like formulate like a holistic point of view of things. So I always say my beliefs, I'm very flexible in them because the more I experience, the more I evolve, the more I grow, the more that my beliefs and my philosophies grow and evolve with me. I had to give myself that permission to do that because sometimes I feel like I'm going against the grain of what's popular or going against the grain of what's commonly being taught. Um, But I had to give myself permission to be like that. And so I hope if you needed to hear this, where you're at right now is perfect. And where you are going, I just hope that you stay open-minded enough to change and to change some of your beliefs as you experience more spiritual experiences. Does that make sense? This is a bit of a dramatic example, but there was a point, I grew up in a really tough neighborhood and there was a situation when I was 12 years old where everyone was trying heroin for the first time. And it was just like so accepted, like no one questioned it. Everyone was so young. Like I think everyone was between 12 and 15 at the time. And it just so happened, this was my first experience of like true divine intervention where I was the only one in the room who chose not to do it that day. Just for whatever reason, it didn't look like fun. That's the only thing I could say why I chose not to do it. It's like, that looks like a pain in the ass. And so I chose not to do it. It just didn't look like fun. And one thing that Skylar really brought me to as I started reflecting on my past and really starting to reconcile with some of the decisions that I have made and I didn't make within my life was he said, you know, in that room, we were there and we did guide you to say, no, you didn't have to listen. That was your divine free will. But what we need you to know is you would still be here today, even if you did You would still be Squamish Medium. You would still be with Nick. You would still have your children. But the stories that you have to share and the clients that you would align would just be a little bit different. That's all. And that was a huge teaching for me from spirit around, you can't mess this thing up, right? Sometimes we're faced with these decisions that feel like life or death. Like leaving my corporate career felt like life or death. It felt like thriving or not thriving. And it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. Even leaving my first husband, it was not as hard as the choice of leaving my job. And it's hard to be in those human experiences and understand that you actually can't make a wrong decision. You just make a decision that leads you to a path of joy. You might make a decision that is, um, you know, a bit more bumpy, a bit more challenging. You might choose the path of least resistance and just stay the same. And they're all perfectly fine because you're going to end up where you need to be. It's almost like a choose your own adventure book, how you're going to get there. And the stories you're going to have to share when you get there uh, might be a little bit different. And that's all. I've made some bad ones too, you know, like I've made some really not aligned ones as well. And they've been perfectly fine as well. 
if you guys know spirit bear white spirit bear i went through a journey i went through an experience um trying to again feel a lot better and like come into my power and I actually had spirit bear come to me today i haven't had time to kind of like look it up and feel with it but it felt very powerful i'm really trying to tap into my feminine a little bit more and the journey was very much around um tapping more into my feminine early on in my career i decided not to do psychic readings i found very early on in my mediumship career that because a lot of people don't know the difference between medium and psychic people would want to come and they'd be like you know should i leave my job should i sell my house should i leave my partner and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, I would love for somebody to tell me what to do with my life all the time. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. But it just felt very disempowering for me. And I'm not poo-pooing on people who do those style of readings because there is a need for them. And people do love them. And I will admittedly say that I have had readings when I was trying to quit my job. I probably spent $1,000 on readings, having people try to validate my decision for me. I will say ultimately it was me that had to make the decision. It was like, you know, actually my husband who really inspired me to do it but I didn't like taking away people's like divine free will to make choices and that's kind of I'm really passionate about that topic because I've been faced with some really powerful decisions and I've made a lot of like really bad decisions as well but my life still turned out beautifully you know, I don't have a whole lot to complain about when it comes to my choice of husband, my children, my home, you know, all that fun stuff. And so even though I've made like a lot of like really harmful decisions in my life, I still ended up in a spiritual space, like communicating with angels and like being a voice for the unseen. And I love that. So if I can be an example to you, and one day I will write a book about all my bad decisions and like the experiences I have because they're all beautiful in their own way, I might make a lot of people feel better about themselves and their choices too. I don't regret a single one of them, by the way. Okay, so how am I tapping into my feminine? Whew, so space. I spend a lot of time alone, but I don't spend a lot of time alone. You know, I keep my mind really busy. I'm very active. And one of the ways that I found, and it was actually, I'm having my public speaking coach come into the initiation in the Spirit School Collective to teach a class called From Stage Fright to Stage Joy because she's really helped me find my voice. You guys might notice I talk a bit slower now. I have a different register that I tune into because I realized that the high pitch fast voice was kind of like my little girl in me who just wanted to please everyone and uh, be safe and like learn how to kind of tap into that really powerful voice that I have, my authentic voice is what she really helped me kind of like uncover. And through some of the exercises that I've had that she has brought me have really forced me to slow and to like really tune into myself. And the feminine lives in here for me and here I've avoided my whole life, mostly because of the choices I've made and, um, you know, the harm that I've kind of like put myself in and like just the experiences I've had that have nothing to do with me at all. And I had no control over the things that kind of like happened to me. And I realized that I really have avoided my body and I've avoided the things that are inside. So it has actually been through doing this public speaking coaching that has had me slow down to a point where I can meet her. And so anytime I wanna tap into my feminine, I just sit in my chair and I just breathe and I just feel all of me, like my body, my toes, my legs, my heart, my heart rate. 
and I just fully accept everything that's coming up at once. And for me, that's one of the most powerful ways to kind of get into my feminine is to be with myself. I will say too, I've had amazing experiences tapping into my feminine through breath work. Um, the color red. I was just talking to my assistant about that this morning, how I feel so drawn to red right now. Like I'm planning a big photo shoot for my 40th, which is coming up and I'm hiring like this amazing photographer I've always wanted to work with. And it was funny enough, <laughs> we ended up in the same class. I mean, it's an international class. And she started talking and I was like, I know you, I'm a big fan of your work. And we ended up talking and we're gonna talk about a photo shoot doing for my 40th. And I keep having these visions of me being all in red. I'm like, I just want to be all in red with like my red drum. Um, I don't know how red and purple and gold go. You guys will have to tell me, but like, like even tuning into the vibration of color and red for me is like very, very feminine. Of course, Mary Magdalene, red rose. Like we know that there's a lot of um, the red tent. Like there's a lot of um, like archetypal energy out there that is like red and feminine. And um, funny enough, when I went into anaphylactic shock last year, I saw a red angel for my first time. Never ever have I seen a red angel. And when I was going through kind of like a dark night of the soul yesterday for myself, that came up again for me, that like red angel and like this red. We did a spirit circle in the spirit school collective where all of us, like almost, if not all of us got a red rose during that experience. It was so powerful. I get shivers. I was actually thinking about that this morning when I was meditating and we were all gifted like that color red. And so, you know, colors carry a really deep vibrancy um, and an energy to them. I brought out my red scarf. It's one of the only red things I own. I was looking at red dresses yesterday. I'm like, I want to wear more red. And I think red looks good on me. And red looks good on my kid too. And I even thought about playing with my logo and like making it red for a little while because I am dedicating this next version of myself and my development to really going deep into my feminine. Funny enough, Melanie Ann Layer, I'm in her Alpha Femme experience and right now she's doing Femme Fatale. Now I did Femme Fatale last July and I was fully in my masculine, was not ready for it. And then today or yesterday, Femme Fatale started. I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm diving in. I'm all in on this. And girl, I am going to come out a goddess. <laughs> Like that's where I'm going because I'm so masculine. I rock my masculine. I rock my male energy that's like within me, that masculine energy. But the feminine for me is something that I really have to effort. And so this is like where I'm going. This is the evolution of Danielle. I love you guys. You guys have been listening to my podcast since 2018. Like that's like how I love that I put myself out there even before I felt ready because I get to see my evolution of my growth through that. And even my podcast episode yesterday on historical black mediums, um, I, for the first time started adding commentary to like my beliefs around my values. I never did that. Last year, when I did my episode on celebrating historical black mediums, it was strictly data, data, data. I don't know, <laughs> data, data. And so I can even see my own evolution and growth from last year to this year. Like I'm confident enough in my beliefs and um, the power of my voice and that I have an intention to do more good than harm in this world, of course, that my it's safe for me to start expressing 
some of my more deep beliefs that really only those people who are very close to me get to see. Um, And the people who I let really in get to see all of me. And so it's really hard for me to let people really in because I'm still accepting all of me. I'm still accepting the messy side of me and the side of me um, that has to experience pain to experience that joy, right? And getting people who accept that and don't judge me for that is like, it's not as common as you think. There are people who will drop me if I say one thing that doesn't land for them. I had somebody in my community join. They attended their first class. They asked me a question. They did not like my answer and they canceled right away. It's like, holy, like unforgiving. (laughs) We have a video of a red dress. And is it like, you know, when we look at like the missing, murdered indigenous women and children, it is symbolic of like the red dress right? The forgotten women, the forgotten girls. Um, So I think for all of us women, like tapping into the vibrancy and the resonance of red um, could be really powerful. I'm also like getting really excited about planning my retreat, which I was just talking about with one of my clients too, because I want to do table tipping. I want to do like breath work. I want to do cultural tour. Like there's so many things I want to do like that are like ceremony based and, you know, of course, mediumship and development and stuff like that as well. But I'm just getting like so excited for it. Like how fun would it be to have everyone plan to come with like a red fit and like do like a bit of a photo shoot, like all in red. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's being done being done and you have to put yourself out there before you're ready or else you will get stuck in analysis paralysis and perfection overload which is actually just another way of expressing fear i get stuck in that though i will be honest with you there are still some things that i want to do that i have not done in my practice um, because it scares me i'm not going to say what they are out loud i've told enough people and one of my trauma responses is oversharing by the way it's actually a trauma response so i'm trying to rein it in a little bit but there are still some things that I have avoided doing for about a year year and a half because I've been scared so there are still fears that I'm having to continue to guide myself to walk through I don't think that there's ever going to be a point in time in this human journey where we will not be asked to continue to walk through fear and resistances especially for those of us who have signed up to grow and evolve while we're here I'm glad people are saying thank you for being raw. That's why I love you. I love you too. Trust me. This is how come I don't know if other people do this, but when you're struggling, you retreat. And this is how come today I was like, I need to get out there. I need to connect because healing and connection is so important. We took our kids to go see Sing Too, which I absolutely loved. If you want to talk about an inspirational movie, and there was literally a raven like <laughs> flying with us for a long time. It used to be hawks for me, but I did have a raven actually on Sunday, like literally follow our car. And my husband noticed it too. He was like, what the hell? I'm like, honey, just live in my world for one day. It's magic. (laughs) It's like, there's magic everywhere to be had. And it was nice to see him kind of like get to experience, like question it a bit. Like that's not just a raven. I'm like, no, it's like flying with us right now. Um, Yeah, so I can't wait for the retreat. I actually work with two healers that I really trust. Sometimes we have blind spots as lightworkers. We can do everything we want to protect ourselves, but I'm holding space right now for like 180 people. And I piss people off sometimes. And so there is sometimes like not great energy being thrown at me. And I'm not always super aware of that, but I will notice sometimes that I think differently or insecure for like no reason. And sometimes this can be like the energy of people who like just don't wish you well. And I get that a lot. And the more you put yourself out there, the more you will experience that. So I actually do work with two healers, Radiant Vibes 
who I work with monthly, and then my emotion code practitioner. And so I have other people help me kind of like clear energy from things that I can't quite pick up because we all have blind spots. Like that's why we hire coaches. That's why we hire mentors because they help see aspects of ourselves that we just can't quite see. So that's what I do. So I love, um, it was actually the philosophy that I'm about to share. I heard on the expanded podcast, so I don't listen to it all the time, but I did listen to this one episode that talks about the difference between jealousy and envy. And it was so helpful for me. They talk about envy being in the presence of an expander, whereas jealousy is really kind of defined as somebody taking something away from you, right? So maybe in the mediumship world, as an example, if we're all teaching like mediumship development classes, there may be some jealousy about a client picking someone else's class over mine because I lost something, right? But then I see other like mediums, maybe host retreats and I haven't done it yet. And then I feel envious of that. And all that envy means is I'm in the lens or I'm in the energy of an expander, of somebody who has the potential to expand me. So being really clear on when you're jealous about something versus envious about something and processing those things very, very differently. Because the truth is I have had clients who I've shared people on my podcast and they've taken their class instead of mine, but then they took mine a year later. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't own them. And like, just because they took theirs doesn't mean that they're not going to take mine. So sometimes that jealousy can be really worked out. And then I love the thought of envy ever since I had a really good friend get like a really big podcast spot. And I was a bit envious because I was like, oh, I think I want that. You know what I mean? And I felt expanded in that moment because that became a goal for me when I became envious of it. So last year, Spirit gave me the inspiration. I posted about this. It was a thought that Spirit kind of channeled through me where it's like, can you watch another light worker rock their light without questioning your own? Right? So it's like, can we watch someone else do the work that we're doing incredibly well without thinking that we're not doing well? And my hope is I can, I always have been able to, I've always been able to watch other mediums and not think I was less than because they did so well. It actually, again, if we tune into envy showed me what I could possibly do if I stay on this path. So I've personally never had that, but I have experienced um, other people having that experience with me, but they've been very open with me, which I thought was actually quite mature. As an example, my old mentor messaged me and said, I have to unfollow you because I surpassed her in followership and my career really kind of took off and then she stopped doing it. But I was grateful that they were able to kind of open up for me on that. But on the energetic level, what I try to do when I'm doing my cord cutting is I want to keep cords that have taught me something whether they were positive or negative experiences, I try to like cut the lower energy cords. And actually it's Ray that taught me how to do that. So yeah, I have to call in help sometimes. I can't do everything myself. And that was part of my newsletter last week when I was hiring out my laundry, which I have like the highest level of unsubscribers ever when I posted that. I'm like, I'm sorry, there's more to me than just mediumship. I'm a mom, I'm like, I'm a wife, I'm a woman. But some people just want me to be one dimensional. And so it's just like clearing out the riffraff, right? Being a light worker does not mean we won't have dark nights in the soul. Like you just really summarized the conversation I had with my clients today where we were talking about this because we're both like women of color and like this whole concept of honoring some of the darker stuff that comes up in our, our ancestral teachings and stuff and not to light wash it, right? And this concept 
of like decolonizing my spirituality has been really strong with me lately. That's all I'll say on that right now, because I'm holding these kind of conversations on this in like really sacred containers. And I will come out and talk about some of the realizations I've had around this on a future podcast episode. So you guys know in the podcast, you usually get my thoughts about things that happen six to 12 months before they actually happen. Because I'm very careful about what I vocalize because I realize the influence that I have. And I want to be sure that I'm processing things really fully before I say them out loud, but I will be talking more about this stuff in the podcast. I'm still processing a lot of it. I'm getting certified in some trauma-informed practices, so I will be certified by October to teach some trauma-informed practices when it comes to businesses and stuff like that, so that is kind of coming down, and I am focusing a lot of this year on more of that so that when I do trigger people, I can have more tools behind me to really hold space for them properly because it happens. I've had that happen where I trigger people and it's never my intention. And I don't believe in like shocking people. There's a big coaching technique that's out there to like have a strong point of view and like trigger people and show like where you stand. And I don't think that that's helpful. And I don't think that intending to do that is good for anyone, but of course, what triggers one person is not going to trigger another person. So it's unavoidable. So for me, what do I do with that? I can't run and hide. I can't be under a rock because I might trigger someone. So what am I going to do? I'm going to prepare myself and equip myself with all the tools I could possibly have that can help hold space for somebody who might find themselves triggered by something I say. None of us are taught how to process our emotions in school and often by our parents. Of course, us being this wave of light workers will likely be able to help navigate the next generation on some of this. I constantly am asking my family, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? Like really trying to normalize that feeling conversation. But up until now, we really kind of like hold on to things um, really tight in our body. And that's kind of like where some of our triggers come from. So there's this modality called the emotion code, which is like based off muscle testing. It's kind of cool. She's saying there's room for all light workers and our gifts to come through in different ways. And that's how I feel about mediumship in a lot of ways. And I've said this for a long time, and I don't know if people agree with me or not, but I do feel that like the evolution of a lot of our spirit work is going to be multifaceted. It's going to be based off of like, why are we interested in so many different modalities? Like there's, to me, it doesn't make sense that we would like look into Akashic Records and look into Reiki and like look into mediumship if we weren't going to put it all to practice one day right? So one thing I work with some of my business clients are like, instead of having 20 different listings based off of 20 different things that you can do, can you have a session and then just trust your intuition and trust the guides that what comes through is exactly what they need at that time, whether it's your Reiki, whether it's your shamanic drumming, whether it's your mediumship, right? And I think that will be cool. So permission <laughs> to do that as well. Sometimes I feel very messy and sometimes I wonder when I feel so messy, can I show up? And the answer is yes, because today I was feeling very messy, but I was able to show up. And sometimes doing this work is actually what's best. But what I also don't want to do, which I've done in the past, is because I feel so good at work, I prioritize work above all else. And so I'm having to look at my life, which has also been part of my journey for the past four months on to be whole like, can I get this feeling with my kids? Can I get this feeling through exercise? I don't think so, but can I get this feeling outside of 
getting your guys' validation. That's kind of what I'm looking for in my life is like that true unconditional power, which is what spirit brought through in the spirit messages in January, 2020, which is actually why I joined Melanie's AFE because when I was channeling the spirit messages from 2021 and they were talking about that concept of um, conditional power and unconditional power. And then all of a sudden I'm in a Melanie masterclass and she calls it something different. Circumstantial power is the wording. And I was like, whoa, I was like, holy crap, like we just got the same download. I'm like, it's wild. And so I'm trying to get to a point where I have true unconditional power from within, right? But that's gonna be a journey. Hopefully I nail it in this life, but who knows? That was actually why I started the podcast was because what do I wish I knew back then? Like, what do I wish somebody said to me? So that's what I'm trying to, but I will be evolving in the podcast as well. Just so you guys know, it is going to evolve to expand beyond mediumship because I am more than a medium. You guys might not know this, but like I'm a coach and I don't talk about it because I don't like people just find me and I attract some of the most amazing people. And a lot of the conversations that we have have nothing to do with mediumship. And so I really want to start expanding and evolving what Spirit School covers and what it talks about. And I'm excited for that. It's going to be fun. I'm not going to change the name or anything because it's all connected, right? It's all connected. So what I recommend to you, I was telling my client today um, how I process this. So I have one of my clients who one of the words that they keep bringing up is momentum, 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 um, and having like a real kind of complicated relationship with that word momentum. So I don't know too much about that. So what I do is I throw the thought out to the world of spirit saying, I want to learn a bit more about philosophy behind momentum and what resistances would people have around momentum? Like what's the fear behind not being momentous. And so now I leave it in their hands and it may take me a year, it may take me two years, it may take me two months, but they will bring me the wisdom and knowledge I need to know to be able to walk somebody through resistances or disbelief around momentum. So that's how I get most of my spiritual philosophies now is I just have a word or concept that I focus on and I throw it out to the world of spirit and then they teach me as I go, but be prepared that the unfolding of a philosophy around a thought could take you a very long time. And that's okay. And that's perfectly okay. You guys heard in my most recent podcast episode, it was like a mic drop moment for me that in January, 2021, yeah, it was January, 2021, where they brought through the thought around inspirational mediumship and I never understood it. And I couldn't find a single medium who could explain it to me in a way that was as impactful as the way spirit brought it to me. And then when I was researching Sojourner Truth and I realized that's her mediumship, (laughs) it's inspirational mediumship. I mean, it, it took me 14 months to fully understand what they were bringing me last year. And I'm still unpacking what that means for me. But this is like, could this not be how I rock my mediumship? This is like inspired speaking, like what I'm bringing through for you guys right now, because you guys need this. And this will create a ripple effect that goes beyond what we could comprehend at this time. Like that's kind of like a form of mediumship. And I can feel it because I can feel my crown. I can feel the elation feeling. Can it be that easy? Yes. Why can't that be that easy? Yes, we are here to break all the rules. Of course it can be that easy. I'm gonna use kindergarten philosophy here and say you get what you get and you don't get upset. And if you're coming to somebody who's connected in with the world of spirit, you're gonna trust what comes through me is exactly what you need at this time. So we just have to like lean into radical faith around that. But yes, absolutely. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thanks for hanging out with me. 
Um, so yeah, I'm just sending you guys my love. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed the conversation today and I hope this carries you through the week. Love you guys. Bye. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.